getting permission to do a spiritual clearing is very different than getting permission to do an intuitive session or a healing session or deliver intuitive messages. So let's talk about permission. I've got a great example. Just happened recently. I had a meeting with someone and we were just filling in the time with small talk. It had nothing to do with the meeting. It was just small talk that was happening. What do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? Well, I you know, expressed to this person what I did for a living. And they were like, that's really interesting. Can I ask you a really weird question? This is what he asked. And I said, sure. Sure. I love weird questions. Go for it. And he expressed to me that when he has anxiety during his waking state, um, which is so unfortunate, anyone that suffers from anxiety, um, is it's just so hard. But when he has anxiety that evening, he will have really horrid nightmares and they always involve one person that is demonic in nature. This is how he expressed it to me. It also involves his mother. His mother's typically there trying to protect him from this demonic person. And I, I, I went right to, you know, kind of help mode. I wanted to ask him a few questions. And these questions are really helpful, actually. If you do clearing work, these are some really great questions that are going to help you to kind of gauge what's really going on, eliminate a lot of other things. But my first question, which is typically my first question, is this happening just at the location you're at, or has this happened in other locations? When you ask someone that question, especially when it comes to spiritual clearings, it's going to help you to know, is this personal to the person? They're bringing it from home to home to home or from place to place to place, or could this be locational? He shared with me that it was locational, that it was only ha it's only happened to him in this place that he lives right now. So that tells me something, that it might not be a personal attachment. It might not be something connected to like, you know, him, his energetic flow or what's going on in his life. It's probably more likely, you know, set in the actual location. So he moves into this location and now these dream interactions are happening. The other question I asked, especially when it comes to dreams, how realistic are the dreams? And he expressed very, like, I, I remember every moment of them. I, it feels like I'm really there. Very, very realistic. Now that also tells us something because my first instinct when he said it was, you know, I'm going to tap into the situation, not to this person because, because that and I would need permission and I'm going to get to that, but I'm going to tap into the situation. I'm going to tap into the potential spirit that's, that's, this is happening with. And I instantly got that feeling that this was indeed a spiritual attachment. So when he said that the dreams were very realistic, that clicked and it made sense to me. So in essence, what was happening for this young man was on the days that he had anxiety, this spirit that was in his location that was stuck was being drawn toward his anxiety and then interacting with him at night in a very malicious way, actually, to, to frighten him in essence. So not cool. We need to do something about it, but there are another, you know, there's another key piece here that's really fascinating to me. And I always love to share this with people because 
it makes so much sense if you think about it. Now, spirits don't have a physical body. So how are they showing him this imagery of a demonic type being that, you know, changes faces, change turns into different people, things like this? Well, we started to chat a little bit more about scary things and horror movies and, you know, the, the kind of the concept of, of demons. And that's when he shared with me something that, like I said, I find very interesting. He watched a lot of horror movies. He loves horror movies. And he also loves the ghost videos on YouTube. And it was just like, ding, ding, ding. That makes a ton of sense. <laughs> if you have somebody that is experiencing spiritual activity or, or an attachment or something like this, and it comes through in these really horrifying ways, more often than not, they themselves, the living person, watches a lot of horror flicks or, you know, videos or scary things. And it's just part of their groove. There's nothing wrong with it. A good horror movie is a good horror movie. Those ghost videos on YouTube are really interesting. But what happens with the spirit, since they don't have a physical body, is that in order for you to see them, they're going to project what they want to project. They're going to show you what they want you to see. They could show up looking like Daffy Duck. They could show up looking like a demon. They could show up looking like a dog. They could show up looking, yeah, as long as you've had that visual and you retain that memory of perhaps a demonic being in, in a horror movie you saw four years ago that's up there. That's in your memory banks and they're going to poke at it in order to get you to see that. I have yet seen anything demonic. Does that mean it doesn't exist? I can't say. That's not my realm. My realm is in the very human world and the humans that I've seen cause great fear when they're in spirit form are projecting horrifying visuals to people. And this is what was happening to him at night. Now, so in essence, what we have is we have a spirit that's in the building that he lives in. When he's struggling from anxiety, that spirit is attracted to that energy. Here's another key component that I, I teach over and over again when it comes to clearing work, because this is really important. Energy attracts energy. What this means is that the spirit that is stuck is looking for someone who is already struggling so they can push them to struggle a little bit more. Not a nice thing. I totally get it. But when you're in the in-between, when you are a spirit that has not crossed over, you are the exact same person you were on earth. You just don't have a body and you have a few more you know, abilities to project imagery into someone's mind. And this spirit very inappropriately was doing this to this gentleman at night while he slept, which is very scary. I uh, worked with a gentleman on GCP hands down, if, if you've done GCP at all, you're sitting here watching this video going, yep, that's the first thing I would have told him to do too. GCP, I'll put a link for it in here. But I taught him GCP, told him how to, you know, go around and protect uh, his room. There's a, and I'll put a link to a protection video that goes into more depth if you're interested in that as well. But I taught him a couple of those things. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, and I'm going to cross this spirit over because that's going to, you know, take care of it. This gentleman was already processing through his life. He didn't need that extra layer of horrific brought in. And you had an opportunistic spirit come in and just say, ah, there's someone suffering. I'm going to make him suffer more because it soothes the spirit. And that is 
not cool in any way, shape or form. So the end goal is to help that spirit cross over. The crossing over of that spirit is going to fix the whole thing. <laughs> Might not fix his anxiety, but that's something that he can process through. That's his, that's his path that he's walking right now and he can process through it. He doesn't need spiritual crap on top of it. So we, we were, I left there and I went and got in you know, my truck and I was going to head home and I worked on the clearing, but I want to mention before I talk about permission and, and the clearing process, I want to talk about the interesting thing that I mentioned earlier. His mom was in these dreams. Now his mom was deceased. And I said, was your mom very realistic as well? And he said, yeah. And I said, then your mom was there, you know? trying very hard to protect you from this experience. And that just warmed my heart. It really warmed my heart. I thought that was sweet. I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to skip over that piece because it was really wonderful. We're not alone. That's the thing. We are supported. We have guides, we have loved ones, we have support. So here she is, mom coming into the in-between, into his dreams to try to help him to not suffer so badly from what this really, you know, nasty spirit in individual, individual and spirit form is doing. So I just didn't want to forget to mention that. Now I headed out to the truck and I went right ahead to do the clearing. I didn't tell uh, the gentleman that I was going to do the clearing. I didn't ask the gentleman permission to do the clearing. There was no need to do this. And this is where we, where the difference is in asking permission, crossing over the spirit that's stuck is is not connected to you know what that living person necessarily wants it's connected to what they need but it's a byproduct so their need gets solved by crossing the spirit the only permission needed is with my guides with the higher ups with the you know and and not even necessarily with the spirit that needs crossing over except for a very rare occasion when you have someone in the in-between that is purposely in there and doing something for the highest good, with that exception put to the side, every spirit that's stuck really needs to go home. What's going to happen as a result of that is that the living person's not no longer going to suffer from these nightmares. And the spirit in the in-between isn't going to suffer either because we have to take a step back from the judgment of this situation, which is, well, that spirit's a horrible person doing this, this, and this. That spirit is still functioning off of earthly linear time, is still acting the same way that they acted when they were here on earth. They need to shed that cross over and reconnect to their higher self. That's what's going to release them of their torment. They're tormenting somebody else in order to calm themselves. It's not the right answer, never is, but it happens in life. And it also happens in the in-between. So the permission needed really is, I ask of my guides, is this a, a crossing that I should do? Because my guides are the only ones that know what the highest good of the situation is for the spirit, not the living individual. Now, this is different than an intuitive reading or an energy session because that involves the highest good of the living person. It involves the experience of the living person. So crossing over, this spirit, this is this experience that I'm dealing with. That's going to be a good benefit to the living person, 
but it's not, you know, the living person's choice to decide whether or not the spirit should go home or not. But when it comes to giving intuitive information or healing energy to a living person, that living person is the one we need to ask permission first. We have to say, I have intuitive information. Can I share it with you? We have to give that person the right to decide if they're ready to receive that information or to receive that healing. It's a very different situation when it comes to crossing over because never is it a living person's right to say, no, you can't cross that spirit over. So there's no permission needed, right? If a living person wanted to keep a spirit stuck, that's not okay. So, you know, if a kid's lost on the street, it's not okay to say, no, let them stay lost. I want them to stay lost. It doesn't work that way. Permission is needed when you're dealing with a living person who needs to make their own personal decision on if they're ready to accept or open up to the information or to the energy. But when it comes to clearings, permission's not needed. And if you're doing a spiritual clearing and you get stopped by a higher up or a guide of some sort, there'll be a reason behind it. And you'll be able to find out that reason. Just inquire and, and ask a few questions if you want to, or just say, gotcha. All right. Now is it not the time and the highest good of all, you know, involves not clearing this situation in this very moment. That is so rare. I mean, I've probably run into it three times and I've been doing this for well over 15 years now. And, um, it's just really, really rare. So I went out to the truck and again, tapped into the spirit. I never tapped into that young man because again, I would need to ask permission to tap into his energetic space. I was always tapping into the spirit that was stuck. And in order to, you know, I didn't tap into his mom, didn't tap into his energy field, didn't tap into his home, just focused my attention on the spirit that was causing the problems. So I went back out to the truck, again, connected with the spirit that was causing the problems and went ahead with the clearing process. What's going on? Why are you fearful? You need to detach from this. What did you do in life? You know, kind of distracting them into thinking about other things other than what was anchoring them into being stuck in the in-between. I did eventually clear the spirit. It didn't take too long. I was able to clear the spirit, which is great. And I, you know, I didn't clear his, you know, home or space because again, I didn't tap into his home or space because I didn't ask permission. Instead, I gave him the tools to do it because he was, he was a really cool person. He was just a very genuine, kind-hearted person, but he was a powerhouse too. You know, that friend you'd call that, that you'd want to be there by your side. That's kind of the feeling that I got talking with him. So I knew he was going to be totally fine. And here are the tools to clear your space. Here are the tools to do GCP, to set your intentions. And then I walked out to the truck. I connected with the spirit that was causing the problems. And it was like, time for you to go for your highest good. Once that spirit crosses over, they can shed that linear, you know, programming body that, that, that all the fear, all of the anger, all of the reasons why they were lashing out at another person and trying to cause stress sometimes. And it's very psychological in the in-between. I say this all the time because it very much is, but many, many times an individual that's stuck in the in-between that was a perpetrator or an abuser in their life will continue that pattern as they're stuck in the in-between because perpetrators and abusers are doing that to soothe themselves, not correctly. And it's not right, but
but that's what they do. That's their pattern. And if they need soothing in the in-between, they're going to continue that pattern. That's exactly what happened with this one. So do I need permission to cross over a spirit that's suffering and stuck, even though that spirit was causing suffering to someone else, that spirit's caught, you know, experiencing suffering themselves. No, I don't. I need to ask my guides and uh, always trust that I will be stopped if it's not supposed to happen. And I don't even necessarily need to ask permission of the spirit that I'm crossing over either, because they're typically in a state of confusion. They're typically in a state of you know, sort of a mental struggle anyway. And if they're not already working to try to cross themselves over or get help to cross over, the answer is going to be no anyway. You're going to say, can I cross you over? They're going to say no. And then they're going to try to go affect someone else negative, negatively as well in order to soothe themselves. So permission is very different, as you can see. If you're going to deliver information or healing energy to a living person, that living person has the right to decide first whether they're ready to receive it. But when it comes to doing crossing over work, everybody's got to go home. <laughs> you're all someone's child. Y'all, somebody's waiting for you. You know, you need to return back to that essence of love. And furthermore, there's no reason to remain in a state of pain. It's always helpful to cross someone over, help them on their journey. And again, there's a very small, small amount of times, very few, very rare that people in the in-between really purposely need to stay there. It's usually for the highest good of all. It's usually temporarily, but it's a very rare situation. 99% of the time, if you run into someone that's stuck, they really need to go home. They need to release that fear, release that linear time, cross back on over to their soul group, their soul family, their uh, highest version of themselves. Because in the end, <laughs> ghosts are people too. This podcast has been brought to you by the Crossing Over Community a loving and safe community of individuals who are shining light on the beautiful process of the death transition. Members of this community are amazing people just like yourself. Join the discussion, access more in-depth trainings, and be a part of this growing movement by joining the Crossing Over community today.